Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Careful making wishes in a dark, dark, can't be so when it hit that mop in the sides in a mean, mean time. I'm just dreaming of tearing you apart. That is hammered out to deep left field. Forget about it. Big fly for Mike Trout and the Angels have tied this one up and won. Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh from the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers Baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Troy Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. What is up? It is your boy, Johnny Maggs. Joined, as always, with... Dan Garcia. We are back for another edition of the All Angels Podcast. Um... Got to keep ourselves entertained now that we're on lockdown. So, yeah, you know, six feet apart, people, six feet apart. But um, before we get into the show, let's take a word from our sponsor, and then we'll get rolling on our podcast for today. With home security, there's two ways you can go about protecting your home. There's a traditional way where you wait weeks for a technician to do messy installation that costs a small fortune, or there's the other way, Simply Safe. Simply Safe is everything you need uh, in home security system. It's award-winning protection. Two-time winner of the CNET Editor's Choice Award. Simply Safe blankets your whole home in safety. You get a comprehensive protection for your entire home. Outdoor cameras, doorbell alerts, uh, doorbell alerts. You the doorbell will alert you whenever anyone approaches your home. Uh, entry motion and glass break sensor guides inside. You barely notice it's there, but that's truly remarkable. Is you can set it up all this by yourself. Anyone can do it. It takes 30 minutes to an hour tops, and there's absolutely absolutely no trade-offs for your safety. You have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch police to your home at moments. Notice 24-7, and it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts. It's why The Verge calls Simply Safe the best home security system. Go to simplysafe.com slash team today and get your free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Go now and be sure to go to simplysafe.com slash team. That's simplysafe.com slash team. Awesome. So visit Simply Safe. So now uh, we, we were trying to come up with ideas of what are we going to do for the podcast. Yeah, there's we nothing happening. Trying to, trying to, you know, obviously there's a lot of stuff going on, but we just kind of – wanted to not only for us to kind of keep our sanity but also kind of um for the listeners i mean we we've been doing this for so long now and and we're at the time of the year where i think a lot of people you know look forward to baseball season look forward to obviously the games and everything like that so we kind of wanted to keep it going you know obviously there's no games to to talk about but you know there's always some kind of topic you can revisit there's always a topic um that can pop up here and there, but definitely I think uh, we're going to try to keep doing this as much as we can, you know, whether it be every week or every other week kind of deal, we're going to figure that out, but we're definitely going to keep on trying to put podcasts out, not only for our sanity, but, you know, hopefully it, it helps um, you guys out there 
Um, maybe you, you have, to, maybe you're, you're working at home, maybe you're staying home, um, you know, but hopefully this helps get some kind of normalcy to you and, and, and knowing that some people are affected by this more than others, whether it's because of a work stoppage, um, and that recently hit my, my household. So I know how, what's going through that. So, um, for everyone going through that, I, and, and I've seen a couple people that we talked to quite a bit and I reached out to you and, and if this you know, hour long podcast or so helps you kind of uh, escape for a little bit. This is what we're here for. And, and hopefully, you know, it's able to bring a smile on your face and just kind of uh, get away from all the, the what's going on now. And in a really, really crazy time. Yeah, for sure. And hopefully the, this little idea of like all time teams kind of gets you to join in on the conversation. Like what's your all time, you know, player at that position for that decade or whatever we choose to do right. we did this what like two years ago and yeah we had a good feedback we had a yeah lot of it's funny though it. too because we've done i think we did all 90s team all 90s or, or all for... i think 90s till today maybe yeah. even but um you know so obviously this podcast is going to be the all decade team from 2010 to 2019 right um i mean you saw a lot of this going on with uh the turn of the year when obviously 2020 started and i kind of Held back on it on purpose, or I didn't bring it up at least on purpose, just because I'm like, oh, everyone's doing it. So right, I think. Yeah. But I think now it's now it's like, okay, cool. We kind of we kind of saved it for now. So yeah, it's definitely something cool we can do now. And then you know, um, we are going to be a little bit more uh, active, especially on our Instagram and and and, yeah. and and Twitter during this little hiatus. And if you haven't noticed on our Instagram and our Twitter, uh, Johnny and and Chris, the curator, if you remember him, are going <laughs> through a little uh, uh, angel. Angels, uh, was it Angel? baseball memorabilia? Angels baseball. I'm trying to get the exact hashtag. Angels uh, uh, memorabilia, memorabilia. Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to show a piece of memorabilia, uh, one per day for as long as obviously this postponement uh, goes for. And then as we record this, we're on day three, and Chris has yet to post, but we will sure uh, have something sure. Yeah, right. Uh, it's hashtag Angels memorabilia challenge so yes. uh follow us on instagram and on twitter we have that there and we actually actually right. gotten some feedback from other fans and right. either they posted this or they send us messages right. of what they've done or have i should have. say um and that's always really cool to kind it's, of interact cool with that way he, he, chris reached out to me and said what do you think we should do to kind of distract people and i'm like well you and i have tons of tons stuff. of memorabilia chris has more than me but i have a re- i have a really cool collection as well that's been hiding in bins but i finally got my man cave going so it's hanging up on walls now and as i'm going through all this stuff i'm like dude i have a lot of cool stuff too so chris is posting on the halo haven page i'm posting on my own personal page but with the halo haven logo obviously so if you guys want to follow me on there i'm at halos fan 1524 on instagram and on twitter um follow me on there you can check out what i have too and chris got some awesome stuff too but i usually post right around eight o'clock nine eight thirty so Right after we're done with this, I'll yeah. post mine, and I'm sure Chris will post his. But again, any type of distraction that we can give you guys, I think it's it's uh, it's like a good thing. Right? Yeah, that's exactly what we're trying to do is um, hopefully give you some hour of just kind of relaxing and just kind of talking about baseball. And obviously, you're listening to this because you you love baseball like we do. So right. um, any little thing uh, will help uh, with that. I I truly feel so, um, especially because baseball is. You know, not, I don't want to speak for everybody, but for me, it's always been my escape. It's always been the thing that has gotten me through a lot of tough times in my life. And baseball has always been there. So it continues to be there in spirit. You know, it's not they're not playing right now. But, hey, I was watching um, the 19, the 2002 ALDS yesterday. 
on YouTube all day because I'm not working right now. So baseball's always going to be there, man. So if we can talk Angels baseball with you guys. Thank God for YouTube, huh? Exactly, man. <laughs> so let's get into this all decades. 2010s, obviously from 2010 to 2019. It, this one was really tough. Like I was telling Daniel off off the air before we started, like, 2014 was the only year we made it to the playoffs in this right. decade, and it was just really, really tough to kind of go through it. It was a weird kind of um, 10-year run, and just so uh, you have an idea of what everything or how the decade kind of uh, panned out, the Angels went 800, or 822 and 798. So Over it, 500. So it's pretty much like a 51% win, uh, win percentage for those 10 years. Like you mentioned one playoff berth, and that was in 2014. But um, and that was obviously the high of 98 wins that year. Lost to the in the ALDS to uh, the team that would end up. I don't think they won it that year. I think they won. They won the next year. The Kansas City Royals. Royals. Uh, but yeah, Royals it, were the wild card that year. They were, and there was that that team where, and you kind of see about it now when playoffs come around. Would you rather have like the Angels? I think had the best record in baseball that year. Would you rather? kind of set your lineup up, rest your guys, kind of, you know, the last maybe like three or four games aren't necessarily must-wins or and play a team like what Kansas City was where they had to go on a run to even get to the wild-card game, then to get on a run in the wild-card game and continue that momentum. And that was kind of that that you always had that conversation every year is which one would you rather have? Right. And, and this year particularly, it definitely benefited Kansas City to be the hotter team. They're already in rhythm. They already had their timing. They already had all that stuff where the Angels kind of played it lax a little bit uh, the last you know, two, three yeah. games of the year. Yeah, it, that's always a tricky situation there. You, because obviously when you're the best team in baseball, you, you feel like you need to rest your guys, get ready for the playoffs. But right. again, you're risking them not catching that momentum. You're risking them kind of slowing down a little bit. So... Always tricky situation. But, yeah, 20, 2014 was by far the best year for the Angels in that whole decade. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, not even not even close. And then, obviously, you know, uh, a bunch of – like, the funny part about doing something like this, you see so many names kind of oh, go God, in and out, yes. like, where you're like, oh, that's I right. I forgot about that's that right. guy. Yeah. And, and just so you guys know, when we do these, we take into account their – or I do at least. I'm not going to speak for John, but – I take into account their stats for those years. So obviously there are going to be too. there are going to be players that you can wait. He played before, you know, he got there in 2008 or whatever. Well, I don't I'm not going to count, yeah, you know, either. those first couple either. years. It's strictly yeah. just what they did during that during time. those times. So when you when right. you hear us talk about like, oh yeah, 4 years, 5 years. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously yeah, maybe it was a 7-year deal with the right. with the Angels, but in our little time span mm-hmm. again between 2010 and 2019, the decade, right. um, that's kind of what we're talking about. Not exactly. necessarily their overall um, time with the Angels, even if it was like say 2009 right. to 2013 right. or something like right. that. So good segue because we're going to start with first base, and I'll go first here. Um, you're talking about you know only accounting those years. This guy was with the Angels before 2010, and um, I picked them as my first baseman because I wanted. It, when you're making these teams, you got to kind of look at, you know, can I put this other player in a different position, which you you could because this person played in that position or whatnot. So I went with Kendrys Morales, who had a better year, I think two years prior to 2010, where he had like 34 home runs. He had like an MVP type season. But in, in the two years that he played in this decade, uh, he had 33 home runs, 112 RBIs. I have him as my first baseman, Kendrys Morales. Okay, so I think you might have done the same thing I did with DH. Yeah. Okay. I thought I was going to be different and do it that way. But 
Kendrick Morales, yeah, uh, you know, again, it's going to come down to a lot of these guys where it's like, do you take if they have like one good year, but they're only on the Angels for two years, they, is that enough, or do you go with a guy that? Might have total better counting numbers just because he was there longer, longer. Yep. but never had the season the right. other guy had. Right. Um, I I came into that situation a couple of times. You know, and, and for that reason, I picked Mark Trumbo. Okay. For first base. Okay. Um, obviously, the batting average was nothing to write home about. Right. I mean, uh, people know that. But ninety-five home runs over three uh, mm-hmm. three season stint with the with the Angels. Um, you know, Morales, I think, would have been great if he if he was able to play the 2011 season. Got yeah, he was that, hurt. He was hurt. Yeah. So you, if he got if he got a third season, that could mm-hmm. very easily run away with it. Right. Um. But yeah, I picked Mark Trombo. Okay. Again, it was kind of hard. It's funny. Um. He has one All Star, uh, yep. berth or one All Star game under his belt during right. that time. But uh, yeah, that's that's my. And it's kind of funny, like oh, all decade team Mark yeah. Trumbo. You're like, yeah. Whee. Oh, don't worry, you'll see right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this is only gonna get better. It's gonna get, gonna get, it's gonna get yeah. funny right now. So. Yeah. So I say Mark Trumbo. You say Kendrick Morales, yep. but I would definitely say Kendrick Morales was one of the guys that, um, when going through this process, was yeah, you a had guy to take him for account. Kind of look at what he did. Yeah. And it's funny because you kind of have to, you know, you remember these guys, but you kind of have to remember or re-remember. I don't know. Um, exactly what they did and, right. and how they affected the team. And, right. and Kendrick Morales is a great – I mean, he might be always known for that home plate incident. Yeah, hey, I was there wondering what the hell just happened. Yeah, exactly. Everyone was like, uh, yeah. Like, oh. Because when you're there, when you're there, you don't, you're don't. you not watching. You're not, we're like, what's happening? What's going on? And we see him get carried off. You're like, oh, crap. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, let's move on to second base. Okay. I well, think... do you want to go? Do you want to go DH then since they're kind of first, second, first base? Okay. DH let's let's kind do of... DH. Let's do DH. I think we both picked the same guy, and it's Albert Pujols. Yeah, I think okay. that's 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 the main guy, Albert yeah. Pujols. I was I was gonna put him at first base, but then kind of looking more so into right. the numbers. You want to add somebody in there? But not only that, but when you look at the DH year by year, and you look at who has the most oh, games, yeah, 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 yeah. At DH. It's been him from 2013 all the way to 2017. Being, I mean, he's got the majority at DH. So I, I mean, yeah. Part of me thinks like, well, he's actually been the majority a DH, and yeah. so it makes more sense to put him there than well, at first base. I mean, you look at his numbers from when he joined the Angels in 2012. I mean, it's pretty impressive: 211 home runs, 741 RBIs. The batting average is 258 as a par- comparison to his first whatever he right. was in, in St. Louis was like three something. But he was an All Star in 2015. You can't you can't negate those numbers. That's pretty pretty impressive. But no, obviously yeah. not worth the money that we're right, paying and out. that's always going to be the hang up with him. Is but always is this worth what the Angels paid that's him? That's the Angels' fault. Well, not only that, but you got at that at that time. That's when they got the huge Fox Sports West right. deal. And, oh yeah, and, that, and the I mean, business and people, move. And, yeah, and people have talked about it before that that deal kind of hinged on on already getting a big name like oh no Albert. yeah no doubt. Um, because before that time, you know, won the World Series the year before you, that offseason. Uh, Albert did not the Angels, yeah, Albert, but, Albert. But before that, you really didn't have like a like who was your Tory was a but, but but he was a fading guy. He yeah, wasn't he was going to be there for much longer. By I no means think. was yeah. he a superstar. Right, he wasn't what he was. And right. like you said, Albert coming off a, a World Series and and um, kind of was going to be. Um, Big, you know, it, I think it's not a coincidence that a Hispanic owner wanted to get like a Hispanic right. Uh, right. name in there. But you know, it definitely, yeah. um, uh, he definitely was our my DH, and I think obviously your yeah. DH just because. I mean, he's playing the most. Yeah. Until you know, if it wasn't for Otani this last year, uh, he would. Yeah, he'd yeah. be a DH a full time, no doubt. Yeah. All right, let's move on to second base, and I think this one, I mean, it's pretty clear too. I think 
I think we're both on the same page. Even though you probably don't like him. I don't like him. Yeah. He's never been my favorite. But yeah. Howie Kendrick's my second baseman. You can't – again, you, the numbers and the years that he played. Not only, the I think more so than like the years, the fact that he was there four years during this decade. I mean, you look at the other guys that yeah. were playing second base oh, during God. this time. After Howie, you had Johnny G for two years. Then you had Danny Espinosa. Then you got Ian Kinsler. Then you got, you know, obviously Luis Ranjifo for a lot this year. And again, that one year, you know, you put a guy that had an okay year for uh, one year, or do you put how or yeah, how? Yeah, I had to go with Howie, man. But it's just like some of these, like, you know, we'll get third base in a bit, but like, yeah, it's like a constant revolving well, door, and then too. you're hoping second base now with Fletcher, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I don't know about what's going on happening this year with Lestella, but can hopefully solidify that for at least you know three or four years because that'd be just as much as how we did in the, in the 2010s, mm-hmm. uh, which is, yeah, again, looking back and seeing who started the most games at second base right. every year, and you just see some of these Howie. names, it's like... Howie's a guy that you're like, wow, he played from 2010 to 2014. He had 56 home runs, 30, 334 RBIs, and he was an all-star in 2011. Yeah. So, I mean, those numbers are pretty impressive for a four-year span. Yeah, he batted 288. Know? I don't know if he said that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think his thing coming in was that he was always going to be a 300-plus yeah, hitter. Yeah, it never panned out that way. It but... didn't plan out, but, but still, 288 yeah. isn't yeah. terrible. And it's not like, oh, my God, he's batting 240 or anything no, yeah. like that. So, yeah, I think Howie was, again, the slam dunk kind of um, second baseman for, again, the all-decade team. Right. So, moving on to third base, and this is where you're going to be like, oh, my God. But, I'm so glad they got Rendon. <laughs> but But because I was looking at their base, and I'm like, there's no way I'm putting this person. There's no way I'm putting that person. So, I found a loophole. Oh, crap. Mark Trumbull is my third baseman because they <laughs> did put him over there. He did play a few games at third base. I put him at third base because he was a third baseman when um, he made a great play, too, to save Jared Weaver's no-hitter uh, against Minnesota. He made a diving play at third base, man. that's I, I always remember going, the guy that's never supposed to play third base like is playing third base. So Mark Trumbull is my third baseman. Again, you said the numbers earlier, 95 home runs, 284 RBIs. He was an all-star in t- uh, 2012. So... Mark Trumbo is my third baseman. Um, Mark Trumbo uh, played a career high eight games at third yep. base on 2000, 2012. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had to put him there because, dude, you look at third base, it was terrible. Oh, Cayaspo was the guy that played the most games. That's who I picked. Cause... And I didn't want to put him because I always hated him. I, I was like, oh, not third... going to put Alberto Cayaspo at third base. Yeah, I just, yeah, I had to pick him just because, okay. Alberto Caspo was he played four four years with the Angels during this decade, two thousand and ten through two thousand thirteen. But other than that, I mean, you have David Fries for two years. And I didn't want to put him because You know like, Escobar for two. Yeah. Luis for one. Right. And then Fletcher this last year. Again, I Fletcher being Fletcher, but it was like it was a one year deal. Do you right. you know, if he, if Fletcher maybe had two years under his belt at third base, maybe yeah. the, but like there's like not a there was no th- I mean nothing dude I, I I just did not want to put any of those guys and I'm like Mark Trumbull because I could add more power to my lineup by putting Mark Trumbull at third base 11 career starts yep. at third base yep. in his- <laughs> and one of those was uh, the also the uh, no hitter yeah well I guess that's the <laughs> he was a third baseman and the, if you watch the Jared Weaver he has more starts home. in left field oh yeah I know I thought about that too left field was pretty bad as well I had to do something there too I had to change he had more up. pitch hitting appearances than third base but I had to go with Trumbo uh, to add power to my great. lineup so that's great okay so again Cosmo's mine okay. I mean our, our my all decade team will have fear in your heart you got Trumbo at first Howie at second Kiaspo at third and and uh Pujols and DH, so. We're pretty, I mean, I got Kendry so far, Howie, 
uh, Trumbo and and Pujols. So we all got the same guys except for you don't have Kendry in your lineup. We got right. So let's go into our shortstop now. Um, I think this is pretty simple. He's I the think it's on the team right now. I think it's pretty simple too. I, it's looking at it. A lot of their numbers again. Quantifying defensive stats is still mm-hmm. kind of a thing that hasn't. Like you have a stat for every kind of offensive thing you can think of. Right. Defense, they're still kind of working out. Yeah, because it's the first thing you look at when you look at player stats. Right. So, like, offensively, they're pretty much almost the same as that guy. Defensively, I think that's where you, you take Simmons over mm-hmm. um, Eric Ibar. I'm guessing yeah. Ibar was your second guy. Yeah, Ibar was definitely my second guy. But you got to go Simba. You have to. Yeah, I, I'm, I was just surprised Ibar had, had a good career with the Angels as he did. I just – I didn't – yeah, when you look at the numbers, you're you're you, like you, again, you kind of you kind of you kind of reminding yourself about this as you're doing it, like oh that's right, I, I know he was there, but I didn't realize the production he had, and just kind of run through Eric Ibar real quick. Five years with the Angels, or like more like kind of like I think it was like four to half five because he because like he actually it's funny they actually got traded for one another, right? That's kind of how it worked right. out. Um, but Ibar had one All Star appearance, one Golden uh, Gold Glove. Um, you know his his war and people and I'm using uh, baseball reference war, so you can take yeah, it for what it's worth. Um, was 17.8 and Simmons was 20.4. So far. it's not like again, it's not a huge difference. Um, but yeah, I, I I think it's just so hard with Simmons' defensive um, presence. You have to give him the nod on that. Um, yeah. You know. And let's not forget that Ibar was not – his intangibles and shortstop were very good as well. But Simba's off the charts, ridiculous, good, great with the glove. And he's improved. If you look at his four-year splits from Atlanta to Anaheim, the numbers offensively for Simba have just been a lot better. Yeah. You know, batting average-wise, he's batting in the four years with the Angels. He's batting 280 with 36 home runs and 228 RBIs. Yeah. You know, I, we didn't expect that production offensively from him when he, we got him here. Right. You were hoping that he'd kind of have what he had his rookie year, and you're like, oh, if we get anything like that, we'll be good. And I think we've gotten more than that. And Simba ha- it was my sh- my my shortstop dude. Had to be. Yeah, I, I you know, I, and Ibar I think is one of those guys too that if you if you take into account his whole Angel career when he got there in 2006, right. now you're talking about a little bit more. You know, obviously the numbers, and that's kind of a bigger sample and it looks better. But like we said. Um, we're just taking into account the 2010 to 2019, even if they were with the team before that. Um, so, you know, I, I, yeah, I think Simmons is, it's from, it was an easy pick. Yeah. But I think it was also a lot closer than yeah, I originally you, thought going yeah. I think going yeah. into it. I was like, okay, yeah, Simmons is going to be my shortstop, but I'm like, you know what? I should probably look to see what other kind of guys are there just to, mm. and honestly, it would be boring. We go, hey, uh, Simmons. Okay. Moving on to the next, I get to kind of get a little kind of conversation going. But you know, I was really surprised mm-hmm. by Ibar. I was really surprised about the, um, again, how good his counting numbers and stuff like that were compared to Simmons. Um, when not really remembering it when I was in the moment. Right. So move on. Let's go to the alpha now. Now I want to ask you a question before we do this. Okay. Now we're we going strictly position or just three outfielders. I went. I went. Ended up being position, but I would be okay. fine with with so, three outfielders. So, so here's the deal. I'm, I went by position. You left Trout out, didn't you? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I went by position. Vernon Wells? However, no. However, like, I, this isn't the positions that I would actually start them in if I was, if this was. Yeah, like, I'm just, I'm just, like, my whole idea with I mean? this was, like, by position. when you go to, like, when you fill out an all-star bracket. Right. You're just filling out 
off outfield, outfield, outfield. Like right. you're not okay. a, so, a specific. Okay. All right. So if we're not going by position, let's just start with left with with just with our first outfielder, whoever you have written down. So I'm gonna go with Tory Hunter. Okay. Well, uh, I was gonna go Mike Trout, but well, I'm going from left. Oh, from left. Okay, let me so see. So if I'm going from left, I was gonna put Mike Trout because Mike Trout played in left field. Yeah. yeah. And then because uh, I don't remember uh, uh, Tory playing too much left. But he did play right, but I wanted my right fielder, never really played left. So that's why I was going with outfielders. So, you know, if we're going just outfielders, my first pick is Torrey Hunter. Okay. So Torrey Hunter, uh, 20, he played from the Angels from 2008 to 2012. Uh, we're only going 2010, to, you know, the 2010. So two seasons, um, three seasons, he hit 62 home runs, 224 RBIs. He's an all-star in 2010 yes. in the decade. So I couldn't leave Torrey Hunter out. Right, and obviously Mike Trout's my other outfielder. What can you say? Duh. I'm not even going to say anything. Duh. Mike Trout. I'll let you. Duh. I'll let you take that. Duh. And then who's your third? We'll just finish it off the top. Cole Calhoun is my right okay. fielder. Like, there's no way. Look at those numbers that he put up at the Angels. Oh yeah, I From mean 2012 to 2019. And I think Cole's a great and, and, uh, and defensively. And, but say yeah, if we're going to yeah. talk about Simba's defensive impact on a game, you can't do the same and not. You can't talk about Cole and not do the same. Um, so Cole and obviously Trout are, I think, in my head, slam dunks. Okay. I, I Those are kind of the first two guys that I thought of going outfield-wise. Oh, yeah, no doubt. There was no doubt. Yep. Now, for that third outfield position, I have Torrey. I was stuck between Torrey and Upton. Okay. you were with the, Mine was Bobby Abreu. Uh-huh. But Bobby did more before. Right, yeah. So um, I was like, Ugh. Again, taking into account Torrey's time with Wells. the Angels. Yeah, exactly. Vernon Wells was the, Josh Hamilton. Yeah, I would, I should have done that just to see what people would have said. But taking into account, you know, Tory Hunter's time with the Angels three three seasons. Again, this is just in 2010 to when he left in 2012. One All Star appearance. Right. Um, you know, it. it I, I, if you're going to tell me to pick one, I I did end up picking Tory Hunter as that third outfielder, right. but I was just kind of torn between him and, and and Upton. And I think honestly, if Upton had a good year last year, yeah. like wasn't. Heard yep. and was able to have a full year, and you see those big um, home run numbers. Plus home runs. And then I think yeah. I would have definitely went with with Upton because now you're yeah. talking about Tory, um, three years with the Angels compared to Upton, who came in the middle of a, a season when he came to the Angels. Not even middle, he came towards to the, the end. end, and then two seasons after that, which right. this last season was completely injury. Right, uh, and he play. still hit 12 home runs, and he still did really good considering yeah. the time he missed. So, right. you know, that's and that was kind of my I guess tiebreaker was the fact that. Tory played more, was healthy more. Right. Um, you know, and obviously his his defense, I think. But even it, towards the end of his career here, he was not as good as before. Right. But I think I'd rather take Tory over Upton in the outfield. Yeah, and I think, and I think too, the kind of mentorship for sure he did yeah. he had with the team. Like I'm not saying Upton's here not, but a lot of those things you don't know about until they leave the team or the person retires right. and people start like kind of reminiscing about it. And so. Right. It can come out, you know, five years from now when Upton hangs it up or whenever he does it, that he was a great teammate and that right. he helped with this and that. But it's been um, said that by Trout that Torrey was Yeah, a big and I think that's a big part of it, too. I think Hunter was a great guy to have in the locker room. So, yeah, so ultimately he would he would be my third same outfielder. Outfield, huh? Yeah, so yeah. exact same outfielder, third outfielder. Um, again, so my team, position players, we'll get the pitchers in a second, but my uh, – all decade team for the Angels is Mark Trumbo at first, Howie Ken- Howie Kendrick at second, uh, Alberto Cayaspo at third, Simba at short, 
Oh, we need to get the caster. Okay, so we'll I'll, I'll we'll come back. I'll do my whole thing after. So let's get the caster then. Okay, so my cat. This was so bad. Tough. This was just this as bad. Because if you look at all the catchers we had, and you're like, man. So I went with who had the most impact in the in in a season. I'm going Martin Maldonado, dude. Yeah. That season that he had with us, um, he won the Gold Glove that year. He actually had pretty decent numbers offensively that season. He um, he did more than what you thought he was going to do when the Angels signed him because he was one of those signings where you're like, who's this guy, right? And he ended up being a valuable part of the team. Um, the ability to slow down the run game too from other teams go, doesn't it doesn't get accounted for a lot of times by stats or whatever or, or people don't really look at that the way he affects a catcher can affect the running game and, and the repertoire that he has with his pitchers that season i think a lot of pitchers that year felt comfortable and they've said that martin was a guy shohei loved martin maldonado in a short time with the angels so my guy is martin maldonado simply by the impact that he had in that one and a half season that he had with the angels because i look and i go man i don't want to go with this guy you had mathis you had i was gonna say before uh, before i get to my catcher oh. Some tough. of the names you see, you have, like you said, Jeff Ionetta. Mathis for two. You had Carlos Perez. You had Jet Bandy. You had uh, Johnson Lucroy. You had Jose Bersano. You have Martin Maldonado. But the guy that I picked, and part of it was, too, is just, um, obviously, defensively, Maldonado was superior than all these guys. But I think offensively, this guy did enough to kind of even it out because, like you said, Maldonado did struggle. Yeah. Uh, at the plate, I did pick Chris Iannetta. Okay, four years with the Angels between 2012-2015. Um, again, WAR isn't end all be all, but it, he had a six WAR compared to Martin Maldonado's one point nine. Right. Um, with the Angels during that time, and it's just I, I wanted to pick Maldonado, but being with the team for a year and a half, yeah, it, it was just like long. it was. Uh, it was just so quick. Like if he was there for maybe even two full years, yeah. Um, <clears> but him being traded to Houston and stuff like that, and and. Again, one and a half years, I just couldn't, you know, I, and again, there's not a whole lot to choose from, but I did, I did give it to Chris Iannetta. Um, you know, I, I just felt, you know, again, if you're picking the best out of a bad bunch, you know, I think he's, he's, uh, you know, not great, but not terrible. Yeah. He was my second pick. For yeah. Sure. I just, I only went with, with Maldonado because of the season he had that year. He batted like 250. He had like 14 home runs and like 50 RBIs. That was yeah. way more than you expected from him to do. And, and again, what he did behind the plate to me was just pretty damn impressive for that one year. Again, I I struggled with this one because it was just like you said. Not you got to pick the yeah, like not a lot. Not see, a there was lot. either Ionetta or Maldonado, and yeah. I just I, I like Maldonado so much that I just went with Maldonado. Yeah, I, you know, it was so hard for me to go for a guy that's played one and a half years. Right. So I went with Ionetta with the four year career with the Angels and. You know, he didn't hurt you, I think, is the biggest point. Yeah, like, he was, he was serviceable. Like, was I never felt like he was a guy that, you know, obviously he wasn't never the, like the top three or four dude, but he was never like, why he's a minor league guy. Why is he here? Kind no, of yeah, he was definitely a guy who was a, a serviceable major league catcher. Right. So, okay, so run down your team. Once okay, one more more. time. Now, we, now that position we have the catcher, players. yeah, position players. First base, Mark Trumbo. Second base, Howie Kendrick. Third base, Alberto Cayaspo. Uh, shortstop, Andrelton Simmons. Catcher. Chris Iannetta, and then for my three outfield positions, I have Trout, Calhoun, Torrey Hunter, and then my DH, Albert Pujols. Mine is first baseman, Kendrys Morales, second base, Howie Kendrick, third base, Mark Trumbull, shortstop, Andrelton Simmons, my catcher is Martin Maldonado, my outfield was the same as yours, Torrey Hunter, Mike Trout, and Cole Calhoun, same DH, Albert Pujols. So, yeah, so uh, that is our position player 
breakdown. And then we're going to take a quick break right now and come back with our pitching selection. Just so you know, we have three starters and two guys out of the bullpen. So we'll be right back after this. Hey, hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. Hook Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Hey guys, I'm Alex Curry, and you're listening to the All Angels Podcast. And we are back, so thanks to our sponsors for what they do to make the show keep on going. So let's move in on our All-Decade uh, 2010s team. Let's move in to starting pitchers. We, we were going to pick three starting pitchers. Let's start with who would be your ace, and I think, to me, this was an easy decision to make. When you look at the starting pitchers in our decade, I went with Jared Weaver. Yeah, I think I think that was a very easy, easy yeah. um, pick for Angel fans. I mean, you know, he might, he there was probably a time you would consider him an an, an ace. Yeah. Um, you know, especially during his twenty one season. Right. Um, but you know, but he was. Besides that, he was always the main guy. You always knew who was going to get the ball opening day. You always knew right. who would get the ball in a tight, in a you know a must win game kind of situation. Um, again, Angel career, um, 2010 to 2016. Those are the years we're counting. Mm-hmm. Um, 99 and 66. Yep. Uh, Three time All Star. 2010, 11, and 12. Yeah, and then was top five three times in the Cy Young. Right. Voting um, with the Angels. And so, then in 2012, he went 20 and 5 with a 2.81 yep. ERA. Yeah. That's imp- that is pretty damn impressive. No, and so. I think, you know, if it wasn't for uh, his uh, lack of velocity towards the Lack of, the, of year, the velocity. But see, in the crazy part, too, if you, you know, you think about it, that lack of velocity didn't just mm-hmm. happen in 2016 when, when he went, you know, 12 and 12. So it wasn't horrible. But he was dealing with that, I think, all the way back to like 14, 2013, 2014 was mm-hmm. kind of when the, you really started seeing that diminished velocity. But he, he was still able to get 18 wins and still have an ERA around, you know, 3.6. Right. With, he learned how to pitch with what he had. With that, like an 80, you know, an 80, what, 86, 86 mile, tops, mile, dude. mile per hour fastball. But his, but his changeup, what he worked really, really well was like in the 60s. And he kept the ball down, too. Right. And so it's so. like. Regardless of kind of where he topped out at, that <clears throat> disparity between his fastball and changeup was so drastic, and it made. And the funny part is though, you had these professional hitters, and some of these main guys were looking so foolish because they were so out in front mm-hmm. of, of a changeup. That's like you're just, you feel like you can throw the ball and run to home home plate before it, it gets there. But he did learn to pitch very well when he lost 
the velocity he came in with. But, you know, I, I, again, just easy, easy, easy pick for the number one baseball um, uh, for number one pitcher for Angels baseball 2010-2019. Yeah, for sure. So now this is when it started getting tricky because now you got, you know, you, there's guys who are on the team that have been there for a while, but you look at the numbers and whatever. I, I went for my second starter. I went with C.J. Wilson. Okay, yeah, he was definitely one of the guys that I was, yeah. you know, between him, between, you know, Shoemaker had one great year. Right. You had Richards, who was a guy that could always do it and could have had a really, really Cy Young winning year if it wasn't for the injury in Boston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there, there, uh, Evans, or Urban Santana was a Urban. guy that popped up into my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but CJ, yeah, CJ was one that – he was not one of my guys, but he was definitely a guy that was in the running for myself. Yeah. Um, my second guy was, was Garrett Richards. Okay. Um, a guy that you always knew had it. Like, you see his stuff, and it was – Great yeah, stuff. he had electrical stuff. He just, it just couldn't, couldn't control it. It couldn't stay healthy. He yeah. was very sporadic. But when he was on, like I said, in that 2014 year, um, he had things going. Like before he got injured in Boston, he had a 13 and four record with an ERA of 2.61. Right. So and like just a freak accident. You don't know if base. you know if that was just kind of a downfall after that, or if it was just what happened was just going to happen regardless. <clears throat> you, I mean, that's one of the things you, as Angel fans, you might look back you know, five, 10 years from now and, and bring up Garrett Richards and be like, man, if that injury didn't happen, would it have been totally different? Right. And he could be totally the guy now going into, I think he's going to be his 30 sec or he's gonna be 32 this year. You know, he could have been that frontline starter guy. The angels needed the last two years, right. three years, and even maybe even this year, but it's just always going to be one of those guys that I just, you know, you, you always hope that he, he would, you, you would put it together. He never completely did, but, um, yeah, so I have to give it to him for that. Just you know, obviously he was with the Angels from eleven, two thousand eleven, two thousand eighteen. Um, again, had that really great year in two thousand fourteen that got cut short. You wish you would have saw what could have been, right? But yeah, he's definitely my um, my second overall. So Angel, just to give you quick numbers on CJ in his twenty twelve to twenty sixteen, he went fifty one and thirty five. So that's a pretty damn good percentage with a three point eight seven ERA, and he was an All Star in twenty twelve. So. See, it was again. It was to me. It was between CJ and Garrett, and that's you know, like I left, I left Garrett out of my number two because I wanted CJ. But just before the show, you said we needed to add another starter, so I'm going to go with my Garrett Richards is my third guy. Okay. I mean, again, uh, same thing you said. Like we all knew his stuff was there. It was electric. He had great stuff. You saw it, but just man could not stay healthy, and it just felt like he kept getting it like. Bad luck bug was just hitting them and hitting them and hitting them, and the Angels finally had to decide to part ways with them. And it is what it is. So, but that, there it is, my Jared Weaver, C.J. Wilson, and Garrett Richards. Yeah, I, you know, I, I that's not a bad, you know, not a bad rotation. I mean, again, considering all the woes that Angels yeah. have had this last decade in pitching, um, not terrible, especially if all those guys are kind of going at their peak. Right there, there's, that's actually a really good one, two, three. Uh, my third kind of a sentimental pick was I picked Tyler Skaggs. Okay. Um, obviously with the Angels from 2012, 2019. Again, another one of those guys that you always hope that he would turn the corner. Yeah. Always hope that um, he would be able to put it together. You know, he never won more than eight games in a year, um, you know, before his, his passing this last year. He was already at seven wins. Um, so he was already, you would think, already going to surpass that and maybe have like a career year because his last couple games – 
he had in 2019, you kind of felt that he was putting it together, was kind of felt that he was, um, you know, going to make things work being only 27 years old. I mean, you take into account his first year with the Angels when they when they uh, used him for 18, 18 games. He started in 2014. He was 22 years old and how young that is. Um, but, yeah, definitely I, I picked Tyler. Um, sentimental pick, but I just, you know, I did the same thing for Richards. You know, you always felt like it was there. It was never – Yeah. The potential was never reached, but you always felt like when he was on – there wasn't many people going to get him or right. better, you know, this that's decade of Angels pitching, right. especially Angels pitching, starting yeah. pitching. And that's, um, that's kind of how I feel about Andrew Heaney at the moment. Too, yeah, and I think it's kind of like, man, you just need to make, get, turn that curve and, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, exactly. And then, you know, obviously Tyler missed the 2015 year with Tommy John surgery. Right. So, again, you know, um, so you missed 2015, 2016. It's kind of like one of those bounce back kind of let me get my feet underneath me again. So that's kind of two years, not wasted, but just you don't expect a whole lot, and you're kind of just still feeling yourself out. But yeah, I, I, I picked Tyler as my third, so I would go Weaver, Richards, and Skaggs. But like I said, there was other guys I was thinking about, like a Shoemaker and Shoemaker a, was and, on and my a list. Santana for sure. Santana too, because you know Shoemaker was huge in that 2014 year. Yeah, it came a out guy of that nowhere. came, I came out of nowhere and, and kind of 16 wins that year out of nowhere. Yeah, and again, a guy that kind of was injury towards the end, but um, yeah, he was definitely a guy that I was thinking about um, uh, for that third spot. So now here's another one that's. The bullpen just—it was tough. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad. Um. So, as my closer, and I was just looking at numbers, and I almost forgot about this guy. And then I looked at the numbers and what he did in two and a half seasons at the Angels was pretty impressive. I have Ernesto Frieri. Ooh, really? Yeah, man. He from 2012 to 2014, he had 71 saves and a 3.80 ERA. That's wow. that's not bad. That's pretty good if you look at everyone else. Um, there was another guy like Brian Fuentes that I had looked at. Um, but, man, there was no one there that really stood out to me that I wanted to. You know, you had Houston Street as well. But I like I liked Ernesto Frieri to be my guy. <laughs> and I just remember him coming out, and he had a, a killer slider. Uh, yeah, I just liked Ernesto for whatever reason. He is, I think, when you talk about, even to, to this day, when you talk about relievers and mm-hmm. the risk that relievers are when you pick them up, Right. Um, I think he's one of those guys where, like, well, you kind of have to, you don't want to spend too much money on him because yeah. you're right. He did have a good 2012, 2013 season, but then you get to 14 and the wheels just fell off. Yeah, they I mean, trade, ended up trading him to Pittsburgh that year. And then even then, if you look at his total numbers between uh, the Angels and Pittsburgh, that's 48 games he played in, um, a 7.34 ERA. I mean, he lost it there at the end. Yeah, and then for that reason, I, 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 my bullpen guy didn't necessarily have to be closer, but was Houston Street. Okay, the guy they brought in in 2014 to solidify that role because they, because right. if you remember 2014, because of uh, Ernesto's kind of erratic pitching, if you want to call it that, they blew a lot of wins at the beginning of the year. Yeah, because, I remember. I remember. So they, so they brought him in, uh, Houston from San Diego. Um, and he was able to kind of solidify that back end in the bullpen for that for the next like two years. Obviously, his last year with the Angels in yeah. 2017 was injury. I think I think he might have thrown like a total of like three innings. Yeah, he came in, got yeah. hurt, and then yeah. kind of had a setback, had a setback, and ended up retiring. But, um, you know, he had 40 saves in 2015. Right. And and you know, like I said, 66 saves total. But 
for what he did that 2014 year to solidify that closing role and role and kind of um, made it from a uh, something that you're you bring in the closure like ah oh, here we go to a guy to like okay well you know I feel confident about this we should be able to shut this out mm-hmm. uh, and then obviously we did a 2000 like I said 2015 getting the 40 saves so I picked Houston Street as my uh, first bullpen. Closer guy, you want to say, well, but yeah, that was my second guy. So Houston okay. Street is my second guy. Like, and after that, I mean, it wears thin. I mean, you can go with guys like I wanted to go with Hansel, but he's only but you know one year. So that's Ty again, that's, the, that's the, the one way. year guy, one year guy. Ty Butchery was the same Middleton, way. one year guy. Exactly. So you kind of want to see some people do it right. Um, so those are my honorable mentions: Hanzo, Ty. I, I almost brought in Hanzo. I had him on my list here. Hanzo in like two seasons, or really one. Um, 25 saves, 2.64 ERA in, in 2019. He yeah. came on to the scene last year or this oh, past yeah. season. Uh, and, yeah. and I I, I know for a fact he's just the, he's going to be the closer um, when baseball does start back up for the Angels. I think he's the guy who earned that position. Yeah, I, I you know, it, you know when we're doing this 2020 to 2030, if we're still having this podcast and if it's not a new kind of technology thing by then, you know, uh, Robles, it might be in it, you know, Buttry, Middleton, right. it might be a little more to pick from. Strictly going from 2010 to 2019. Right, right exactly. Guys. And if you guys want to look at the bullpens, not it's great. definitely not what it was between 2000 and 2010. Because yeah. if you go 2000 2010, you got arms like Percival, Donnelly, Shields. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah when, when we did this. Frankie Rodriguez. When we did this, when it was, I think it was. All time. Or was it 2000? I think it wasn't. It might have been 2000. It might have been 2000s. Yeah, because I remember Jim Edmonds being in the conversation. But he was he played like in the yeah. late 90s yeah. and didn't really play. I think he played like, what, 2000 for yeah, the Angels? or whatever. that was it. Yeah. Um, yeah, all the guys we picked out of the bullpen were all like those guys. Percival, yeah. Shields. Uh, Donnelly. Uh, Donnelly, Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't have any, you know. Houston Street was like probably fifth on that list if, if you're right. going to be honest. But uh-huh. um, so my guy for the bullpen and it kind of end up being a, uh, a closer release, a closer setup kind of relationship with Houston street. And then my guy, uh, Kevin Jepson. Oh man. I thought about him. Too. 2010 to 2014 with the angels him. or 15 with the angels. I think he ended up getting traded. Let me look at it. Cause I believe he got traded to, um, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. Oh, that's right. And he actually ended up having a really good, uh, handful of seasons with Tampa Bay. But yeah, uh, traded to Tampa Bay for Matt Joyce. Wow, that worked out great. Um, but yeah, so he played all of 2014. Got traded in December of 2014. But um, yeah, I mean, his innings. He's, he was one of those guys where he you needed innings. He was an innings guy. He you know he could uh, close a game. He could you close a game if he to. needed to. If your closure was kind of spent, um, you know, uh, his last year was Angels 2014. He uh, his ERA was below three. It was at a 2.6, so that's good. But, like, you know, he kind of had a hiccup a little bit in 2011. But, again, when we're going through the bullpen guys, there's not a whole lot to choose from. The longevity of him being with the Angels and the kind of what he did and the role he, he had. Um, and, honestly, that last season kind of felt like he turned it around and, and was able to kind of get his momentum going. And it's unfortunate that the next, um, like, three years of his career were his career best and his, <laughs> had it be after the Angels traded right. him. But, yeah, that would um, definitely – um, be my bullpen who ended up being kind of the setup guy just by coincidence, I guess. Right. So 
My my starters or my starting pitchers are Jared Weaver, CJ Wilson, and and Garrett Richards, and my two guys out of the bullpen are Freary and Street. Yeah, and so my starting pitcher obviously Jared uh, Jared Weaver, Garrett Richards, and Tyler Skaggs. Uh, my setup guy, my eighth inning guy would be Kevin Jepsen, and my closer would be Houston Street. Sweet. So again, that's our all decade team, 2010 to 2019. So. Um, let us know. Give us feedback. We'll do emails and stuff like what's that. Yours? Yeah, what's what's yours? Um, I might put this up on our Instagram and try to get a vote to see who who people think is the better uh, team, uh, who they pick. But we'll definitely see. Uh, maybe in the next couple of days we'll do that. So definitely follow us on Halo underscore Haven on Instagram and uh, vote and vote and, and we'll see we'll see what the people think about the teams. Not a whole lot of differences, but I think there are some differences and some key positions and key roles i guess you want to say um on this team so um it's fun it's always fun to kind of talk about it and and, and i think the most fun is going back and be like oh that's right yeah. that guy was on the team for a hiccup you know what i mean and that that was pretty fun about yeah, there's some that. weird names out there that i went oh my hideki God. matsui hideki yeah, yeah. Uh, the other that japanese hinashari takanari was on the angels you had matt joy yeah shane victor reno you know, um, Ben Revere. Especially uh, in the outfield, yeah. What's his name? Um, Vernon Wells. Uh, J- uh, Nava, the outfielder Nava. Oh, from, uh, he used to be with Boston. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. He just had so many random, 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 random. names in Major League Baseball that were on the Angels that didn't do anything for the right, Angels. Right, exactly. You know? That's that's funny. Um, yeah. Brandon, what's his name? The guy traded with Upton. Oh, Brandon Phillips. Brandon Phillips. He was only there for that a month yeah so i was like oh yeah let's put in my second base yeah so uh but yeah that's gonna wrap it up for that do we have any questions that we don't have um or? we're on instagram live halo underscore nation underscore asked uh should the angels extend simba well yeah i mean it, yeah they should try if they're if the numbers aren't too far off yeah but yeah. i'm just worried simba wanting something more along the lines like a five-year deal yeah which will take them into like what 34 35 something years around old, those something yeah like um so, you're going to be looking at a situation where the back end of his career, where he's going to probably be slowing down, um, paying him, you know, to play shortstop at that age. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, like you said, if if the years are right, and the I numbers correct. Yeah, I don't think he's he's not one of those guys. Uh, speaking of which, happy anniversary today is the day that Mike Trout signed his extension with the Angels. Yay. He's not a guy like Mike Trout where, okay, whatever the number is, we'll we'll match it or we'll meet it and whatever. He's not that guy. No. I mean, he's great. Don't get get us wrong. He's going to be 30 again, this year. There you go. So you're looking at 35 years old at the end of his career if he wants a five-year deal. Three-year deal, maybe. No, oh, three-year deal and maybe a little higher um, yeah. annual salary. But I can understand that. I wouldn't that want to lock yourself up for five years. And, and and you're in a you're in a position where you have to make a decision then like okay well yeah. what do we do now and you definitely want to see what he's going to do this year coming off of a, 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 a season full of injuries you know is that something that's going to be recurring if if he has another season whenever it starts where he misses a significant amount of time that's something you might want to take into consideration um, you know in a vacuum I say yeah extend him but when you start thinking about numbers and stuff like that. Um, it's going to have to kind of be right. It's going to have to be yeah. um, like on here, uh, uh, three years. I would give Simba three years. For sure. Three I would years. give him three years. Yeah. Um, I would give Simba three years a higher annual salary than I would if I gave him five years. Yeah, me too. Definitely because 
three years, you wipe, you walk away, you don't owe him any money, and then there it is. Yeah, and he'll you're be not 30... paying him at 34, 35 years old. He gets hurt again, or his productive production because uh, let's let's be, let's be honest, his bat isn't enough to carry him by himself. So if he does start slowing down because of these ankle injuries or leg right. injuries and the position he plays and the position he plays, you're not going to move him to third yeah. base anymore. Nope. Do you move him to second? I don't know, but. If he starts slowing down and he's not able to physically get to a lot of these balls that he gets to now playing shortstop, then at what point, what kind of value then does he have? So that's a a, 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 a kind of a, a interesting situation. The Angels will find themselves at the end of this year, or you know, um, you know, maybe now. I mean, everything's frozen as of right now, but um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Yeah. So that's that's the question we got on Instagram Live. That's about it. Um, but before we go, quick shout out to Rhett Bollinger, friend of the podcast. Um, if you follow him on Twitter, you know he lost a buddy of his today from the coronavirus and kind of his complications on top of complications if you read the story. Yeah. But um, shout out to him. He's always been really cool with us, really cool with me, really cool um, with the podcast and obviously with the um, Halo Haven and everything like that. Yeah. So quick shout out to him. We're thinking of him. And again, kind of what we said at the beginning of the show, we're going to try to do this, you know, at least twice a week, maybe every week. We get, we're going to talk about that after this, but um, trying to do this to kind of help you guys out, kind of get a little bit of a n- normal situation going and, and a little bit of an escape from every, all the craziness that's going on. Yeah, for sure. Anything that we can do to kind of kind of distract you from maybe watching the news. Maybe you want a little to too hear, much. You want to hear the Angels baseball a little bit, a little baseball. We don't claim to know everything, but we're fans just like you guys, and so we all have opinions, so – you know, we just we're we're lucky enough to have the you know the outlet to do it. So if you guys want to join us, man, write in questions at allangelspodcast at gmail dot com. Get in on the conversations here on Instagram Live too. So hit us up and 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 join the conversation with us because it's it's always fun when we interact with you guys. It's uh, hearing your guys' sides of the story or you know hearing your guys' thoughts, opinions, on and stuff know. like that. Yeah, we love that kind of stuff. So again, any distraction that we can give you guys, we're going to try to do it as best as we can. You know, obviously. Things are a little crazy right now, but it'll all pass. And, hey, what better way to um, uh, get through the time than to be distracted? Right. So, and, two, we ask you guys, especially you guys on Instagram – or not Instagram, sorry. Um, Apple Podcasts. Um, go rate, review, subscribe on there. And uh, please write a review. Please write a review. That helps us spread the word. Rate us five stars. Um, but we have a, a, a new – and as he come, starts coming in, we can we can read him on 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 here. Um, we got a new review. Yeah, it says best angel podcast out there. Interviews that even the regular media don't often get. And he talks about Victor Rojas, Ty Butchery. Great insight into the farm system and minor league guys as well. A plus. Thank you. So again, um, we are trying. I am trying to work on some things with these new, uh, or not new, but. Um, some voices you've heard on the podcast player wise and some hopefully that you haven't heard yet. We're getting something now that probably come out in April. I, I, I going to have a lot of fun with that, um, but definitely keep a lookout for that. And for our social media side of it. So people like on Instagram and on um, mostly just on Instagram because it's easier to do it there. Yeah. If you remember, we did a lot of tournaments um, last season and, and I think into the beginning of this off season seeing that March Madness is gone, seeing that March Madness is, isn't happening this year. We're going to bring back a bracket, bring back a bracket uh, this weekend, starting this weekend. It's going to be swings. Me and Johnny were kind of talking about it before we got on, but like unique swings, not only in Angel history, but 
baseball history. So you're talking about, obviously, my favorite of all time, King Griffey Jr. You have um, something unique like Gary Sheffield. Yeah. Um, you know, Angel fans, maybe Tim Salmon, Mike Trout, their batting stance, batting style. Mm-hmm. You know, not necessarily looking for guys that produce huge amount of, you know, numbers, but, but just their swing, was... their swing was either unique uh-huh. or just great to look at. Right. Like, I even talked about Euclid and how he his like two his hands were separated at the top and you know yeah stuff for, like that for so, Angel fans you know Rod Carew Wally right the, how the bats all way down by mm-hmm. like their hip yeah. and all of a sudden they yeah. find a way to get it through the through, right. through the through the zone so definitely look out for that we're gonna do like a bracket um, this weekend so again Halo underscore Haven on Instagram um, really looking forward to doing that this weekend and then um, obviously in the next podcast we do we'll, by then we'll have the results and we'll talk uh, more about maybe. What we liked, what we didn't like, surprises, upsets, and kind of where we voted for that. Absolutely. So, all right. With that being said, you guys, that's going to wrap it up for our show. Again, thank you guys for listening. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns for the show, allangelspodcast at gmail.com or halo underscore haven on both Instagram and Twitter. So, I'm Johnny Banks. I'm Dan Garcia. And you listen to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. Stay safe out there. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash match. Just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. A gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. 
Tommy and JJ discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine.